Think of the difference between an iPhone video and a Sundance film. Camera audio versus a studio track. A novice or someone with experience. Sure, each has their place, but which will have maximum impact? Summer Shower Productions, a black-owned, woman-owned production company built to create valuable and inspirational content for you. Whether it's a promotional video, a short film, interviews, event photography, or utilizing our extensive editing and post-production tools to take your already captured content to the next level. We always bring creativity, integrity, and passion to every project we produce. So, consider Summer Shower Productions for your next project. Let's build something great together. What's going on, folks? It's your boy again, back in the building. Dr. Sean Thomas here, episode 51 of the Be More Today show. We're back, we're back, we're back in the building. And folks, we're in the month of March, my favorite month. You already know, we're bringing in uh, the springtime is here. And uh, the snow is melting and we're getting back to a, a sense of normalcy, which I love. Um, Be More Today is continuing to grow. We just had our uh, BMT for BLM formal fundraiser run. We raised about $700 for ASALH, which is great. So I appreciate all you guys who gave and supported that movement. Truly appreciate it. And now, as we continue, uh, Be More Today is still moving forward with our website, bemoretoday.com, with my book, our music. Um, my boy Terrence Barrett just put out a single uh, not too while ago. So things are happening to Be More Today. I'm super excited for all the changes that are continuing to go and all the growth that we've seen this year. And actually, it's been one year we hit our one-year anniversary for the Be More Today show. So thank you, everyone, who's been supporting this show from the beginning. Uh, it has been a labor of love, as my boy Ryan Sharp says, but it's been fantastic. And um, we're now heard in 32 countries, and it's great. Um, people are tuning in every single week, every single Monday for motivations. And um, I'm, I'm blessed by you tuning in every single week. If you want to continue to show us love, please go onto our pages and subscribe, uh, either on YouTube or on uh, the Anchor site. Uh, it's on you know podcast for everything from Amazon to uh, Apple and whoever else. And uh, just keep following us because we love the love that you guys give us. Um, I want to just highlight a quotation for today, as always, uh, by Toni Morrison. And she said, definitions belong to the definers not the defined. Definitions belong to the definers, not the defined. Uh, this is a time in our life where a lot of people get fixated on labels, right? We get fixated on labels and um, how we call ourselves, what we call ourselves, how we define ourselves, all that stuff. Um, but I want to make sure that we all recognize and understand that we're not defined by anything. We're not defined by uh, how we look or how we dress or um, you know what people label us as having uh, whether they be positive or negative, we're people. And, you know, if you're going through any kind of struggles in your life or anything that is limiting you from your potential for greatness, um, don't let other people define you by by titles or by even by markers, right? Um, sometimes we get so caught up in saying, well, this person is that, this person is this, and they can't ever change from being that. Um, I'm a clear representation that, you know, people may have labeled me as being certain things in life, but I overcame those things. And that's why I encourage you that you can do those same things too. There's no reason for us to be defined by others or to be defined by, by labels. We can be more and we can be great as long as we continue to know who we are 
and continue to fight to be whatever we want to be. That's the whole beauty of life, I think, you know, recognizing that life is a gift and you can be whatever you want to be, do whatever you want to do, as long as you continue to stay positive and, and continue to stay faithful to whatever your, your craft is or whatever your goal is. And um, my guest on today's show uh, embodies that. Uh, her name is Bianca Humpert, and she's a longtime friend of mine. I haven't seen her in years, but uh, Bianca Humpert was born on December 10th, 1991. She had a happy childhood full of laughter and smiles. And after some troubled teenage years, she departed for Syracuse University. Cukes, right? The sunless city that offered no vitamin D opportunities, as she said. At age 20, she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and spent the next few years understanding nothing about this autoimmune condition and did everything her doctors recommended. After getting sicker and sicker, even to the point of being deathly ill, she decided that she had enough and there had to be a better way. She decided to come off of all medication, no matter what that would mean. She changed her diet and excluded meat, dairy, and refined sugar. With those changes, along with a newfound faith in God, everything changed. Living practically disease-free, she was finally able to take a job as a kindergarten teacher. At this point, she felt practically disease-free. Unfortunately, the stress that came along with her beloved job affected her health greatly. Now she remembers what it's like to have MS and... She has spent the better part of last year in recovery mode. Unable to walk or see properly with shaky hands, she is relying on God for a soon recovery. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pets included, please welcome to my show, episode 51, my old-time God's Hands friend and uh, Gidney Avenue friend and Beacon Light Tabernacle friend, Bianca Humphrey. Bianca, what's going on? <laughs> Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. You okay, good. Safe? Um, yeah. yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. Listen, of course, I, it's been the longest time, you know, I, I know your family, you know, my family, um, mm-hmm. all my brothers, you know, they're, they're actually yeah. around the same age. So, um, yeah. it, it's cool to, to, to check in with you and see how you're doing. And I, I mm. saw you posted some stuff on Facebook a long time ago about MS and whatever else. And mm. I was just curious to see how you were doing. Cause, um, I remember your last time I saw you, you, um, you know, you've always been someone to me who I saw as a brainiac, right? You were just so <laughs> smart. You were so talented. You are so smart, so talented, right? And the last time I checked in with you, you um, were talking about going to school. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I lost track of, of everything once I kind of left <laughs> upstate area. But I knew we were doing great things. Mm-hmm. And then I saw you online posting about <laughs> MS. And I was just curious about, you know, the transition of what what happened in your journey. So, um, I want to have you on the show just to kind of see how you're doing and check in with you. And I always ask every single guest how they're doing, especially with um, COVID-19 and life being all yeah. so crazy. So how are you? What's going on? And where are you mm-hmm. right now? Um, I am doing well right now. <laughs> I'm at home in my parents' house. Uh, and I don't know. I've been good. I mean, the only person who I ever knew with MS was... Sister McKinney, so, <clears throat> yeah, but it's been, <laughs> like you said, it's been a journey for me. Yeah, yeah, so, um, you know, with COVID-19, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm guessing you've, like most others, you've been home uh, doing yes. this virtually. Um, I know you're a teenager, you're a kindergarten teacher now, so how's that been, you working from home uh, during this mm-hmm. COVID-19 period? Well, I was a kindergarten teacher 
with my health right now, I couldn't do that. So, and like, it was like right up until this point last year, that's when we went online. I think March 13th was my last day in school. Mm-hmm. And I would say like, wow, God made it so I could work until the very last second. As soon as I couldn't work anymore, then we were online. So <laughs> wow. God is so amazing. Yeah, that that's crazy timing. Well, clearly not crazy timing, yeah. amazing timing. Um yeah. you mentioned in your bio that you before we talk about your your schooling and how you became a teacher. I'm mm-hmm. curious about that journey. But um, you know, I I remember you, you know, we went to church together, our brother, you know, yeah. I know your dad, you know, he plays guitar, all that stuff. Your <laughs> mom is amazing. You know, your family is great. Uh-huh. Um, but you mentioned in your in your bio that you had some troubled teenage years. What what exactly, if you don't mind <laughs> sharing, um, sure. what that means or what that Yeah. Means. Well, I know you know me from church. And in church, I know you probably had a really idealistic view of me. But at home, like in school especially, I went to public school and like I had a hard time, like I did everything to fit in. So like that meant I acted out a lot and I got in trouble a lot and I was really bad in school. I mean, I was always a good student, but I definitely acted out, but not in church. (laughs) I was perfect in church. Well, you're not the only one with that. So don't 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 make that seem like that's a, a, a non-realistic thing. Like a lot of us live <laughs> lives that are not always uh, reflective of what we do in the building of faith or whatever building of faith you belong to and in mm-hmm. the real world. So that that's that's a normal occurrence. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want people to recognize that and know that. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, you know, you you grew up in that in an area and then you did decide to go to. Syracuse. Now, why did you choose Syracuse University? Hmm. Big time school, right? (laughs) Yeah, long story short, it was the best school that I got into. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm going there. Yeah. Yeah. And Cuse is a huge school. I have cousins who've gone there. Yeah. It's a huge campus, right? It Um, really is. A lot of stuff, super cold. So massive. Yeah. But it's also a huge party school. Right. that's not good. <laughs> I got into a lot of trouble there with that yeah. partying. Yeah. So, you know, I know you were diagnosed with multiple sclerosis at the age of 20. So yeah. just for listeners, can you just describe to them what MS is? And yeah, sure. when you recognize that you had uh, some kind of an issue that was um, related to MS? Yeah. No, MS is a disease of the central nervous system. And I recognized it when one summer, like I was super stressed and I was like, oh, grad school, I have to get into grad school. And I was so stressed. And one morning in the summer, I woke up and I couldn't see very well out of my left eye. And I was like, huh, like I had a big gray spot in my left eye and I was like that's weird and so I was like maybe I shouldn't drive at the time I was still driving I can't now but um 
I told my mom when she got home and I was like, I have to go to the eye doctor. And she brought me and the ophthalmologist, I'll never forget him, Dr. Patel. He was like, okay. And he like looked in my eyes and then he sat back and I was like, so what's wrong with me? And he's like, oh, I know. And I was like, okay, you know, but can you tell me? And he was like, yes, I know, but no, I can't tell you. And I was like, huh? He was like, you have to see an opt uh, neurologist. And so I was like, okay. I went to neurology and I got an MRI. And the MRI was consistent with MS. And that is MS is, it stands for multiple scars. So it's like the accumulation of many scars in your brain and your spine. And I like, I remember I broke down and cried when I found out. I was like, oh my goodness, like, what is this? Only, like I said, the only person I knew was Sister McKinney. And I was like, does that mean I won't be able to walk? And my doctor was like, well, you know, that could happen, but you don't know that. And she put me on something called Copaxone. And that's uh, an injectable medication. And I was on that. And as most people with MS will tell you, if they've been on Copaxone, it does honestly nothing. And I went on it and I was the same, nothing happened. And then eventually a year later, I ended up with another doctor in the city this time, Mount Sinai. They have an MS center. And I was there and she was like, okay, you need to be on something stronger. And she put me on Jelenia and that was stronger. And I was on that for a year. At the end of the year, she said to me, okay, all right, stop taking that. You have to come off. She said, because I don't know what will happen to you you have no B cells. And obviously B cells are really good. You're like, you need them. And I had none left, not one. So then she was like, okay, you need to go on chemotherapy. And then I stopped. I was like, hold on, chemotherapy. I was like, but I don't have cancer. And she was like, I know, but you need that. And I was like, um... Can you explain that to me? And she was like, oh, well, it would all hold back your immune system. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not that sick. And she was like, oh, no, you are. And I was like, I don't know. And she was like, you have to, you have no choice. And I was like, huh? And so at this time, after having not been in church for about four years, I was like, okay, I didn't know what to do. And I like prayed for the first time in four years. And I was like, okay, God, are you there? Um, 
I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. I know I don't talk to you. I'm sorry. But can you help me, please? I don't know what to do. And then that weekend, I went to church that weekend. And I talked to two friends in church. And I told them the whole story. And they were like, well, <laughs> I have two, uh, one friend who... <laughs> He misses no words. He was like, okay, look, I can't tell you what to do, but I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I don't think you should do it. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, um, can you? No, he, he decided to send me a sermon and I listened to it. It was about faith. And I was like, okay, Lord, I can't do this. And I canceled on Monday, I canceled the appointment. And then the next day, the day I should have went to the city to get infused, infused, um, it snowed so bad in the city that all the trains were shut down. And to get to there from here is a big deal. <laughs> But with no train, I couldn't go. And then, but that was after I already canceled. And I was like, wow, God, you really do care. You're like actually listening. Like, I get it. I was so happy. And that's kind of how this all started. Wow. That is an incredible story. Um, and a story that, you know, it seems clear that you did not really anticipate um, being mm -hmm. a part of, you know, the thing no. connects. And, you know, for those who are listening, she mentioned uh, a woman named Sister McKinney. Um, Sister McKinney that was a person who went to our church and uh, she was diagnosed with MS. And as long as I knew her, she had had MS. And um, as Bianca mentioned, the signs of MS are, like she said, degenerative in the sense that it, it does become multiple scars on your spinal cord and on your brain and it mm. leads to a number of different um uh issues in terms of how the brain and the body functions um um do, do you mind just sharing some of the things that you experienced bianca just oh man <laughs> sure um let's see my first relapse was blindness in my left eye and then a year later <laughs> I developed blindness in my right eye, but that was way, way, way worse. Like the left eye was only like grainy and really foggy. The, uh, the right eye was totally black. It was total blackness. And then after that, in that um, December, February, yeah, February, um, I was in college still and it was time for a spring break. And I remember I woke up one day in college and I felt like weakness in my legs and I couldn't walk. And then my parents, they came to pick me up from Q's and I was like, okay, I don't know what's gonna happen. And they brought me home and I was stuck in bed for a couple weeks and by the time spring break rolled around, uh, when I would have been out of school anyway, like I could feel like my legs were weak, but it was starting to come back a little. 
And then by the end of spring break, I was able to go back to school and fully walk. Mm. And then, okay, so now let's fast forward um, to summer of 2015. And I had the relapse to end all relapses. First, I couldn't walk at all. And then like the next, I was in the hospital for a week and in the hospital, I couldn't really breathe. And then after that week was over, my walking came back, but I like still wasn't doing good. Like I wasn't able to chew or swallow or spit or anything like, well, <laughs> the spit did come because I couldn't swallow, um, but it was really rough. I was in the hospital and I was in bad shape. And then after that, my doctor was like, okay, are you gonna go on the thing I told you to now? <laughs> and I was like, I really don't want to. And she was like, you have no choice. And in the hospital, <laughs> I, in a way I had no choice. And she put me on that one dose and I took it and then I went home. <laughs> and when I saw her again, she was like, you could have died. And I said, but Dr. Katz, like I could walk out of your office and I could go to get a cab cross the street and get hit by a car and be just as dead. <laughs> and after that though, I was like, no more, I'm done. I don't care what happens to me. God has me, I don't care. Hmm. I, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And from that point forward, I had no relapse for five years <laughs> until this one. Wow. So you say once you went off the medication and, you know, renewed your, your connection, your faith with God, everything kind of mm. changed for you. Yes, absolutely. That's incredible. Um, I just wanted to, to just piggyback on what you were saying. You know, as a physical therapist, we see a number of people who um, go through or experience the signs and symptoms of mm. MS. And usually, you know, they, they come to see us when they're in the not so much a relapse phase, but when they're in the dormant phase, right? When things are going mm. pretty well, because they're, you're, it's yeah. easy to do things when, you know, the pain is not there and, and you don't have all of the symptoms like you're explaining right now. And, you know, our job, and I'm sure you've probably done some kind of therapy is for yourself as well. Yes. You know, work on strengthening and, and mm. reducing pain wherever we can and, and doing what we can to make the muscles work, but not to tax them too much, because if you do too much, yeah like you have already explained, that can put you back into a relapse. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you become, you know, back to where, where we are now. So it's yeah. a very thin line. It's a very sensitive line in terms of um, what the, what in this condition, what the body can and cannot do and things like anxiety, yeah. you know, the, those things, depression, those things make the body feel a little mm. more taxed. And like you said, can definitely bring you back to a place. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious, you know, once you, 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 you renewed your, connection with, with with God and and you felt more um and you went off the medication 
what happened after that for you? Because I know you you said you changed some of your eating habits and other things changed. You had no relapse. Mm-hmm. What else happened during that time for you to be so great for that five years then? Um, well, I mean, yes, I did definitely um, stick to the diet. And to this day, I am vegan. And I'm very, like, dedicated to that. And also, I got a job in our local Christian school. Um, first, I taught technology and gym, and then I got kindergarten. For two years, I taught kindergarten. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, kindergarten is a great year. You know, my daughter, as I shared <laughs> with some people, is in kindergarten now. Actually, she just turned six, uh, so happy birthday to her. But uh, yeah, it's such a great day. year because... You know, you're just so you're so open, right? You're so open to learning yes. everything and just soaking mm-hmm. everything up. And um, it's a great time of life, especially for an educator, just to get in there and just yeah, I it. For everything. So I'm sure you you have been doing a great job with that. Um, and I'm yeah, glad that that came up for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you know, you and I are both believers. We we have a faith that we um, believe in. You know, when it comes to Christianity, and no mm-hmm. matter what you believe, you know. Faith in something is always amazing. Yeah. How do you think your faith has been tested during this time? I'm sure if you have <laughs> asked this number of times and it's always, you know, it's always easy to say you got to have mm-hmm. faith. Faith that works is dead, all this stuff. Right. But when mm-hmm. you really put to the test and like you said, you know, you, 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 you put God to the test. You asked him a couple of things about yeah. your life and you were surprised when he actually answered, when you saw yeah. him things for you, you know, what is it about, uh going through things like this situation and this this experience that make us have a stronger faith in whatever we believe in Mm. well I mean for me like I was fully not in church anymore and I was in college and I was like on the brink of being an atheist and like I was not really praying and like not believing or anything and when I finally started to like God showed up so much for me like I remember one day I was standing in my parents house here and I was standing in front of they had a fire and I was standing there and I was just like in my head praying like Lord, I need wisdom. Can you please give me wisdom? And I, for some reason, I have no idea where that came from. But I was like, I bent down. There was a box next to me on the floor. And I bent down and I reached. And I picked up the first thing in my hand. And it was an audio CD of the book of Proverbs. And I was like, wow. God, thank you. You gave me wisdom. That was so cool. And I mean, I just had a lot of moments like that. Mm. But one thing I've learned is that God doesn't always do that, especially the further you get along in your journey. Like the more you achieve, the more faith he wants you to have. So now it's not like like cool magic tricks. It's like, okay, I have to believe that you're there even if you say nothing or it sounds to me like you said nothing. 
And I like has that's been my journey this year of like, wow, God, I can't hear you. Like, I need to hear you. And God has shown up like at time and time again. Wow. That's powerful. You know, you just said something that was very profound in the sense that you said in the in the initial stages for people who don't have the biggest faith, like yeah. you said, you asked for wisdom and God literally gave you the book of Proverbs, <laughs> the book that yeah. talks about what wisdom is, right? <laughs> um, right there, right there in your lap, right there on the floor. But as you continue to grow, you continue to go through things and he wants you to have more faith exactly. and trust more and to have to continue to collect that wisdom to do better things he will he's not mm. gonna make it as as easy for you to to say that well here it is right he's gonna yeah. start to learn and to use experiences you went yeah. through to be better at having more faith in him so yeah, yeah I think that that's 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 powerful and i think sometimes we get so caught up in asking god or you know whoever for handouts just mm. asking yeah. for the same handouts the same crumb the same this and mm-hmm. that where god is trying to really say you know what you gotta grow a little bit like you know yeah. you're, you're not in kindergarten anymore you know you gotta yeah. you gotta go to first grade now and now we're going uh-huh. to second grade third grade and continue to grow <laughs> and, and doing that process and you know it, it's it's a like you said it's a journey it's a walk where you're learning more and trusting more and having more faith and and it's mm-hmm. it's it's hard i think sometimes when we don't look at it that way and we just think that god's a atm we can just put our little card and <laughs> whatever we want exactly. out of it but it's, it's more than that it has to be more than that and yeah you know you no, wouldn't it's have like to, it's like your book, Be More Today, mm. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to you gotta have more. You can't just continue to have the same. Exactly. Um, it has to be more. So, yeah, I, I appreciate you sharing that, and I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Um, mm. So, Bianca, how old are you now? 29. Okay, so it's been nine years since you've been diagnosed with, with MS, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, my last question before the break is, so I, I, I mentioned a quote earlier by Toni Morrison saying, definitions belong to the definers, not the defined. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you probably had this experience at some point in time where people defined you by this, right? Mm. Um, I'm sure there were yeah. people in your life, whether family or friends, and whether they meant it intentionally or not. But, you know, we mm-hmm. hear a society where people are so fixated on labels, you know, black person, white person, this person, mm-hmm. that person. Um and when it comes to even what we have in terms of our, our health history, you know, someone who yeah. may be um, a diabetic or someone maybe who, who has MS, we get labeled as those things mm-hmm. that becomes who we are. Do you feel like you're yeah. defined by, by MS? And how do, you, um, how do you define yourself when, again, this is something that, depending on the day and time of year, can affect you tremendously or not affect you at all? So, you know, how do you find yourself when it comes to this MS thing? Yeah, no, I mean, I think to answer that question now, I think I've had a harder time lately with it. Like, I feel more defined by it now because this is the first time, the first relapse I've ever had where it's been so long lasting and I have never been trapped in a wheelchair. And for me, it's a new thing. Like I'm not used to being here. So that is something I always fight to overcome. 
But no matter what, I always find my definition of who I am in God, always. So no matter what, I know I have to go to him and I have to <laughs> ask him, God, what do you see me as? Because I know if I ask myself, I will come up with a whole long list of negative things. And I don't want to do that. So, I mean, like, there are so many things. Like, I don't know if everyone can hear this or not. But even right now, it's hard for me to speak clearly. So, like, and then it's also hard for me to see clearly. And, like, all those things, it's hard to not define yourself by those things. But I try not to. Hmm. Folks, if you're just joining us, episode 51 of the Be More Today show, I'm here with Bianca Humpert, uh, my longtime friend from Beacon Light Tabernacle, um, a woman of many talents, if you guys only knew. Uh, and she is a kindergarten teacher and uh, diagnosed with MS about 10 years ago. And she's joining us today on this show. I'm so happy to have her on the show at this time. And Bianca, I'm just curious, you know, you mentioned so many things about your journey, um, about where you've come from, about what defines you, about how you have faith in God that is stronger than any definition that may be on you. Um, I'm curious, what makes you um, push forward every day, right? We live in a society where literally people give up on things all the time, mm. right? People have workout plans, 30 day this, 10 day this, frame one this, even my book, right? 40 day this. And mm -hmm. you put in one day, two days, and they say, you know what, forget it, I'm done. Mm -hmm. um, but with this situation that you're, you're battling right now, it's literally not based on a timetable, right? You can feel better tomorrow, no. or you yep. can feel better six months from now. Yes. So what, what inspiration do you take to, to wake up every single day and to push forward, continuing your, your lifestyle health-wise, continuing your faith process? What makes you tick every single day to keep pushing? Well, I mean, let's see. I, <laughs> I've had a hard time lately with like feeling like really like lost in myself. And I know I can't hold on to that. Like I've had a hard time with like, I don't know how to put this. I've been negative. And I have, I have been like, okay, God, like, please just take me out of this world. Just lay me to rest. Like, I can't do this. This feels terrible. Just lay me down, please. But I mean, I before had that thought more, but now I've been more like, okay, you've got to keep fighting. Because I know that if he has me here, whether it's like this or however, it's for a reason. So I have to trust him no matter what. Like, I know he's coming back soon. And I want to be ready for that. And that's what drives me. Like, I want to go and live with him forever. So I have to be ready for that. That's powerful. So I always ask people on the show, um, 
in this season, season two, if there's one thing that can change to make the world a better place, what it would be. And my question for you is the same. If there's one thing that you could change in this world, any one thing at all, what would you change? Hmm. I don't know. That's a hard one. When I look around and see that prophecy is fulfilling and that the world is ending, like, I don't, I'm not trying to stop it. I'm like, okay, Lord, bring it on. Like, let's get out of here. Like, so I don't know what I would do. I, I guess I would just try in whatever time remains for any of us. I would try to do my best to make sure that I'm making everyone else's stay as good as possible. That's that's nice. I mean, I, a lot of people have shared, uh, you know, uh, they're going to get rid of poverty and get rid of racism, et cetera. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I think that, you know, you saying that you would just make sure everyone, everyone, you know, has a, a better time here and whatever the, the situation yeah. is. Because um, everyone goes through different things here, right? So for yeah. some of us it's financial, for some of us it's emotional, for some of us it's physical. Um, we all have different things that we're going yeah. through. And, you know, they might not be as intense as what you're experiencing now, but they mm. are definitely things that people go through. So I do think yeah. that would be amazing. Um, and your faith is, you know, for someone who said that they were not very much involved <laughs> in church for four years and, you know, all these different things, your faith right now, Bianca, is so strong. So mm. it's, 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 it's powerful and it's um, inspiring to see, um, especially given all you've been through in the last 10 years. Mm. And, uh, you know, God is funny. He, he, He's funny in the in the in the instance that you know sometimes when we don't want to believe in him, he sometimes does stuff. Mm. Just to, yeah, he allows it. it. Yeah, yeah, he's like, don't believe me. I'm okay, so cool. grateful yeah. to God for letting this happen to me. Hmm. Mm. It's a big time statement right there. Yeah. Um. So as you mentioned, uh, I I did write a book, Be More Today, a forty guys to a better version of you. In the book, I talk about steps to greatness and, you know, being all these different things. Um, but the phrase you more today is what I'm more uh, mm. focused on. And that means a whole bunch of things to everyone, right? It's different for everyone. Be more today. That whole theme mm -hmm. is whatever you want it to be. Um, yeah. Bianca, you're the 51st person that I've mm -hmm. asked this question to. When you hear the phrase, be more today, what does that phrase, be more today, mean to you? Uh -huh. I guess I would say for me, today means I want to walk mm. like I haven't walked in a year and I want to walk that's really the uppermost thing on my mind is how much I want to walk like I mean I want my eyes to stay still as well but it's mostly just walk <laughs> that's how I would be more today is walk <laughs> mm. You know, it's it's interesting. I always I always say this at least every other show. I talk about you know fitness and how it's so important for us to stay active and for people who have the opportunity and have the ability to go out there and do physical things and choose not to yeah. do it. Um, I think about people in your situation right now because you you want to walk and you yes. can't. You know, so for everyone who's listening out there who can walk. If you have the ability to get up and mm. actually do physical movements, please yes. don't take it for granted. I mean, it, this is something that 
is a is a blessing. It's a gift, yes. a gift to be able to get up and use your mm. muscles, to be able to tell your brain, to tell your body to get up and move. Yes. Stuff that we take for granted all the time. And even during this quarantine COVID-19 madness, a lot of us have gotten so um comfortable in front of our computers and our couches that we really yeah. have, besides gaining weight and you know, other health issues, <laughs> you know, uh, setting in. We've really become lethargic. We've really become lazy, yeah. lackadaisical in terms of how we're actually not doing yeah. our regular movement that we need. So if mm. you can walk, if you can move, by all means, like Bianca said, please do so. It is, it's a blessing and don't take it for granted. Don't Get up it. and walk. <laughs> That's right. Get up and walk. Um, Bianca, what's, what's one thing um, that you have decided to do or have already done um, to enhance your life? uh in 2021 one thing you wanted to start doing this year that was different from last year hmm. i guess i've just gotten even closer to god like i recognize that i can get stuck in my own head a lot and i've just like gotten better at like putting me aside and saying, okay, God, I knew you got this. So trusting him more. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's, I think, very hard to do at first. But once you again, yeah. earlier get that, that faith train going, yeah. uh, it's easier to trust him, especially with stuff that we have no real mm -hmm. control over, you know? And yeah. even going off the medication, I got to say, you know, a lot of people talk about um, the use of medications and how they can help us and some talk about <laughs> how it can hurt us you know that that debate is for a different yeah different show but you having the faith to say you know what I'm not doing that I'm, I'm gonna go this route <laughs> and continuing it and seeing success I mean that is faith personified well <laughs> well I mean I, yes, yes no I'm saying like yes. I have had that struggle with like okay Lord I'm just gonna go to the doctor and get medicine but I've always been like back down from it. Mm -hmm. And I I have a doctor now, Dr. Mag. And I said to him, like, okay, in the hospital, I forgot that. I was in the hospital in the beginning of December. And I was like, okay, I don't know what to do. And he said, okay. He said, when you get out of here, go home and call me and make an appointment and you'll get infused with rituxan, which is the chemo. <laughs> and I was like, um, okay. But I mean, I was like, you know, I can't do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah. And then I never called them back <laughs> to this day. I never did. I mean, again, you have time to make whatever decisions you want to make and you know, your parents are educated individuals. I know them very yeah. well. I'm sure they have your better interests in mind. So whatever you guys decide yeah. to do, moving forward will be the best thing for you to do. Um, yes. Uh, I wanted to actually use one, one last question before we close out. And it's, it's actually a personal question because, you know, I, I think about um, my daughter, Tanali, and she's six. Mm. And, um, you know, your, your family and my family are similar in that um, you mm -hmm. come from a biracial family, right? Um, yes. And I'm I'm just always curious, you know. I know your your dad is German, um, yes, you know, African American, and you know, me and my wife are um, African American and 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 South mm -hmm. Asian. So it's always interesting yeah. looking at, um, you know, how biracial 
um, individuals grow up, especially in America, and mm. this time frame, which is such an interesting time for us to be in. Um, but you know, as as you've grown up to to be almost thirty now, and um, mm-hmm. I'm just curious if you had any advice for my daughter who is going mm-hmm. to be, you know, growing up biracial kid in this world. And, um, you know, I, I, I look at you and I, and I see some of the same uh, fight and mm. spunkiness and, and smarts mm-hmm. in her. And um, I'm just curious if there was anything that you, you would give her advice wise um, as she's growing up Ooh. during this time, um, you know, just growing up as a biracial female yeah. um, in, in America. Well, I would say number one, I would tell her, I would say, at whatever age, but especially now, cling to God with everything that you have. Don't let anything take you away from God ever. And trust me, they'll try. You'll get meet many things in your life that will try, but don't let that happen for anything. And I would also say, about the biracial thing, I would say, okay, God made you beautiful and he made you exactly who you are. Don't care what anyone else says because they don't know you and they don't know any of the amazing things that God put in you. So like, it's not important to impress them just stick to who you are in God and like I said first don't forget him ever yeah those are powerful words I appreciate that um any any final tips you want to share with um anyone who is also going through the MS Mm. journey with you um or anyone who is um or knows anybody who who has MS and yeah ways to interact with them or support them in any way anyway Yeah. Okay. If you are out there and you have MS, number one, I can't tell you, I can't, I can't tell you not to take some medication. I can't tell you what to do. I can't. Only you have to know that. But what I can say is it will make your life so much better if you stop eating meat. Like that is the best thing I ever did was become vegan. And so that, and then no milk, no refined sugar. And those three things will be a life changer. Mm. You heard it folks. Uh, If you're (laughs) out there and in this situation, like uh, Bianca is right now, her current situation, not her her permanent one, her current situation. Mm. Um, you know, just continue to be encouraged and continue to, of course, talk to your, your doctor about what's best for you. Um, but, you know, the life choices that you make are going to be very important. You know, your quality of life is going to be very important. Yeah. Um, people you surround yourself with, the uh, uh, support systems you have around you, um, mm. the, 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 the stressors that you have around you, you know, reducing all those things. And of course, like you said, if you have the ability to move, in any capacity, mm. please do so. Oof. Those kind of things that will keep you moving in will keep you yes. uh, on, on a better track, on a better path. Yes. Um, Bianca, if, if anyone has any questions for you or want to contact you, where can they follow you or reach you? Okay. I have an Instagram. 
Um, and the handle is Bianca Rice Best. So that's my Instagram. And then I'm also on Facebook, but I don't really go on that much. But um, I think it's just my name. So, but Instagram, Bianca Writes Best. <laughs> awesome. Bianca, thank you so much for being no a problem. Today show. It was great to talk to you and catch up with mm -hmm. you. And um, yeah, this is just the beginning, I think, of... <laughs> your journey i mean you've already yes done so much but i think you still have yeah. so much more to go and yes uh, i think so too i'm excited to see how you come out of this and continue Me too. to share <laughs> awareness about what ms is, is and mm. you know to continue to, to push forward and and to watch your faith grow more and more and more so it, yes it's awesome to see you up to this point and i wish you the best and pray for you thank you forward. all right um, and for those who were listening again, don't forget the definition from Toni Morrison. Defe definitions belong to the, the, the definers, not the defined. It is not what people, like she said, they're going to say whatever they want to say about you, right? Whether it's the race stuff or whether it's your physical appearance or whatever they mm -hmm. see you going through, you're going to be defined by others for all kinds of things. Do not let them define you. Uh, mm. Be who you are, be true to who you are, be confident in who you are. Um, and whatever your faith line is, uh, whether it's God or, or what have you, stay strong to that, stay true to that, and you will mm -hmm. continue to grow faith and push forward. Um, that's the message for today's show, folks. Do not be defined by the definers. Uh, define yourself and keep pushing forward, all right? So this to be more today's show, folks. We will continue to be on all platforms moving forward. We've done a great job of, of giving you great content and highlighting ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Bianca is definitely a definition of that. And she is doing great things in her neck of the vineyard. So uh, follow her journey as you can on Instagram and on Facebook. And be more today, as always. We're everywhere for the book, our Amazon workouts, um, or actually our, our YouTube workouts, our Amazon information. And our store is always open to swag stores. If you want to do more today's swag, please go out there and get your T-shirts and, and your gaiters and whatever else you need to stay safe during this time. Uh, if you want to send us any thoughts or any um, comments for our guests, or want to see somebody on the show please email us at bemore, the number two day at gmail.com. And always check out the Words for Life podcast every single Wednesday, uh, giving you great content, uh, just kind of like this, spiritually minded content to keep you grounded and to keep you uh, uh, always pushing forward to be great. As they always say, have a good day, have a good night, have a great life and continue to take yourself to greatness to be the best version of you. We'll see you later. Peace.